Uh, welcome back to Kent City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I am your host again, David English, and I have with me today a guest that I am um, really excited to uh, bring to you. It took a couple schedule changes, um, <laughs> me canceling on him, him canceling on me. Um, I think I might have no-showed him once, I don't know, but his name is Michael Fasoni Jr., and he's a managing partner at Fasoni and Partners here in Kansas City. Um, this is really a guest that is centered around why we started the podcast up in, in the first place. Um, a locally owned media company who can talk about you know Kansas City, different forms of media, uh, an agency and why it makes sense or when it does not. And um, if you remember, the reason we started the podcast up is because my company, AdTrend, were locally owned and we understood that there are a lot of other locally owned marketing and advertising companies out there. We wanted to create a platform, if you would, for these local companies to talk about all that they can do, all that's out there and all that is uh, possible with different types or different ways to uh, advertise or promote a company. Um, if a Sony Partners is one I've been wanting to get on for a while, I think they embody a lot of that. Uh, real quick, I'm going to turn over to Michael. Man, how are you doing today? What's going on? I'm doing really, really well. Thank you for having me on here, David. I'm thrilled. I appreciate Again, I'm it. Sorry about the canceling and, and scheduling. No, and, and I don't think you ever stood me up, actually. So I think you're okay there. Good. Okay, I didn't. So let's dive in. I mean, give me a little background. I mean, for Sony, I sure. mean, what's, what's going on? I will say two things off the bat, and this is probably a good platform to get the message out, that uh, we are a full-service agency, so we do media and creative. And uh, legally, I'm not a junior. Okay. My father spelled Michael without an E. I saw that. So it is pronounced Michael, but there's no E. There's... So legally, I'm not a junior, okay. just in case you know there's any confusion, um, because I run into that often. But um, but no, thank you for having me on here. It's good. So um, full service agency working with uh, you know a variety of partners. Um, what does full service mean for those that aren't educated in the so agency? So full world? service in the ad industry pretty much means that you do media and creative. That's right. the most simplistic way to say it. Media from top to bottom. Media from top to bottom. Out of home, radio, TV, mail. Billboard, direct mail, white papers, yep. uh, you name it. As I tell our people, only thing, only thing we don't do is weddings. And okay. I'll even do a wedding if you pay me enough. <laughs> but um, that's really the only thing we don't do. And so you have media, and at the same time you have media, you have a creative arm in the agency that is fulfilling all of the media needs because the media has needs, whether it's, you know, like your company has outdoor needs. And so sizing, sizing ads um, to spec for outdoors, sizing them to spec for, uh, for data, for digital runs, um, creating television and radio content, of course, you know, in terms of commercials, but also creating, you know, um, um, user-generated content or what seems to be user-generated content, um, doing more and more um, content creation for clients. Great. Now, with you guys are locally owned, right? Local, locally ran since the onset, right? Correct. My father started the agency in 1975. Yeah. Um, he retired about five years ago. I took on a partner, hence yep. managing partner, Carol Ann Gotti. And um, yeah. What, um, what does your typical client look like? I mean, you're locally owned, but you're not small. You, uh, you have a Kansas City presence. I mean, you get on your website. And what, what does a typical client look like for you? There's a big range there. Yeah, yeah. Um, a typical client could be a small to medium architectural firm who uses us once a quarter yep. for really fancy, fun, outlandish mailers, or it could be, you know, 
a big HVAC company or a big lawyer or a big casino, you name it. Do you want to work with Kansas City companies or you'll you work with anyone, you know? We're probably at any given time in, you know, I'd say over 30 different markets. Great. Probably seven different states. Uh-huh. Uh, 80% of our work's going to be done in Kansas City. Is there anything that you really uh, take a lot of pride, really shine, where, where you guys are at your best? What is that situation? Is that... I'm going to take you, I'm going to do everything for you. I'm going to work on small projects. When are you your best? Best case scenario is when we can sit across the table like you and I are right now, but we can sit across with the business owner themselves. Yeah. Okay. Or be one or two steps removed. Why that business owner? What about that makes it so important? Well, anytime you can talk directly to the person, A, making the decisions and be the person who knows the most about that business. Yeah. And C, you know, the person who's most emotionally and financially yeah. and physically tied to that business. You know, they have the most, I hate cliches, but they have the most skin in the game. So, right. you know, talking to them, hearing it firsthand rather than hearing it from someone who's two or three steps removed from them or a board of directors or a board of trustees, you know, everybody operates differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no right or wrong, wrong way, but, um, it just seems to be most efficient when you can sit down and talk directly to the business owner. So I think Fasonian Partners shines in any instance, but probably shine the brightest when we're working with a local business owner right here in Kansas City. That's terrific. Um, so I get a lot of questions from customers emailing in, uh, business owners most of the time, um, asking about agencies. Uh, maybe they have grown tired of doing all the media placement themselves. Maybe they don't understand marketing as well as they should. Maybe they just are looking for some guidance. When's a right time or is there a right time for a business owner to bring in an agency like yourself? Is there something that you know should be a, a beacon of, you know, this was when it makes sense or is it a situation where they um, just kind of slowly start using an agency for more and more? Um, when's, when's the good timing for these business owners? I'd say right away. Oh, right away. Okay. Why is um, that? You know, unless your budget is so small that you need to baby step, baby step yourself into a relationship. But those inst- instances are few and far between. And, and those type of clients usually know that they don't, aren't quite ready for an agency. Okay. Uh, the, the hardest part in answering that question is that not all, all agencies are created equally. And I think you know that uh, there's no standard and norms in our business. Right. There's no price structure in our business. There's no model for how an agency is structured or for how it operates and runs. I see you nodding and <laughs> and saying, <laughs> couldn't agree more. I'm sorry. You, but- I mean, they, it, it goes all over the place. And to be quite frank, uh, we pick up a lot of clients who have been hurt by other agencies because they didn't know there was another way. So my biggest advice would first be is uh, it's like dating you can't let one date keep you from dating other people right going on dates in general you'll never meet anyone right because there's someone out there amazing for you you just have not met them yet and all too often you come across agencies who charge large fees who charge large retainers who have a templated way of working who hide things um, who lie who cheat who there's a lot of all the rumors are true. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. That, that, all, all the good rumors are true and all the bad rumors are true. That's why you really need to find a good agency. And I stress that because whether you're a one-man shop or two-man shop or you have 200 employees, um, there's both on, on 
each side there. Well, let's talk about that for a second because like I do with all my guests, before we sit down, I jump on the company's website, I do a little bit of re- just a refresh of what's sure. going on. And I notice predominantly on your site, mentioned a time or two, is the phrase, do, do the, the right, right thing. thing. Yep. What what does that mean? Because I, yep. everyone, I know what it means. I can tell you. But walk me through that. Well, it's a Spike Lee movie. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you like Spike Lee? Okay, let's It's a good on. Spike Lee movie. Um, no, do the right thing means do the right thing for your vendor, mm-hmm. yourself, and your client in a particular order. Yeah. Um, because my father, who started the firm, realized that when you do the right thing for your client, mm-hmm. and you do right by your vendor, and you do right by yourself, then you have just now created a win-win-win scenario to where your client's going to win, your vendor's going to win, and you're going to win. If those three things can happen, and if they keep happening, then you create a really, really successful wheel that just keeps spinning. So, you know, don't beat up your vendors. Don't beat up your reps. Um, Negotiate strong but firmly. Negotiate strong but fairly. Uh, Listen to your client. That is the number one thing that does does not happen most of the time listen to their needs adapt to what they need and of course you know uh, you could talk for days about this but you know treat your own people the way you want to be treated hire the best home grow the best and um, you know and it brings it full circle again do the right thing for your client do the right thing for your vendor and do the right thing for yourself you create a working environment for your client and for your vendors, but you create a working environment that is a really successful tool for building success and maintaining a successful client agency relationship. Needless to say, it maintains a successful agency vendor relationship um, because a good vendor like yourselves, they want to work with good agencies because it's, it's as much a headache for them as it is for the client when things don't go right. You know, a vendor doesn't want to work with an agency who's not organized. Um, They don't want to work with someone who's going to bully them. And at the same time, I think they appreciate the fact and they learn. I know I've learned from from the negotiating process. Um, You know, negotiating a rate, no matter what the rate is on, whether it's an outdoor board or, you know, a digital campaign or a TV flight, um, you're doing that for a reason. But how do you manage to... Is it difficult, I guess, is a better way to say it, to keep the balance of the right thing for all three parties involved? Because um, all three of the parties you listed all have different agendas, all have different goals. Um, I have I run my business in a specific way. You run yours. The client runs theirs. Um, what is done internally to make sure that balance is there? Is it transparency? Is it just good business practice? Is it good people? What? How do you do that? That's a really, really good question, David. You do it by working your ass off. Okay, fair answer. I mean, it's 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 really that simple. Yeah. Uh, two of our most recent pitches that we've won, I heard the line, "This sounds too good to be true." My answer in the follow-up meetings were, "If it does, I'm sorry, but it's just the difference between hard work." Hmm. It's that simple. Well, and communication, you have to go in and communicate every single day with everybody. Yeah. Our size, you know, we're the little agency that roars. Right. We like to say that we're big enough to get the job done, but small enough to do it right. Mm-hmm. There's no yes men at our agency. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's the client's money. We do what we're told. Right. Uh, but 
because of our size, we can talk to everyone. We can touch everyone. Not that we micromanage because we're the opposite. You know, we hire the best, we home grow them, and we kind of let them go. And we create a work environment that is conductive to people who are fearless in asking questions, fearless in the way they work on accounts, fearless in the way they approach a client. Um, but, you know, they, they have that humility. And, and, and I think, um, and this might be tricky for me to, to say, but I think that's where management comes into play as well. You know, Carol and myself, I, I pride myself on the fact that I have a partner in the industry, Carol, who is you know, probably the smartest human being when it comes to media in the Midwest that I've ever come across. I only say the Midwest because I've never lived on either coast. But, um, you know, let alone she's been in the industry for a very long time. But it's, it's trying not to change too much. Mm. You know, I've been in the industry for 17 years, but I've only owned the agency for six. It's, it's very surprising. You, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Well, and it sounds like you're taking a step out of the right book. I mean, we, I try to do it here. But hiring good people around you. I mean, if you're the smartest person in the room and you're running the place, it's probably a bad thing. You need to have good people around you that can make decisions and that are you know, capable of, of doing that. Is that fair? Uh, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. And you have to structure yourself in a way that... Um, you know, there's no bed checks. There's no, you know, and by bed checks, I mean, you know, sometimes at a, at a large agency or a large TV station or radio station for that matter, your manager, your general manager, whomever is going to be walking by making sure you're in your cub- cubicle. Right. That's just not the case at Fasoni. Right. Um, you know, I just assume you'd be out in Westport taking a walk or, you know, doing something fun if you're not that busy than pretending to be busy. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, that's a win-win for both of us. So can we take a step away from working your ass off and everything else? I saw a video online of, I believe it was you. I know where this is going. Um, You were uh, (laughs) um, strapped up to under a sleigh. Go, what, 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 you know where I'm at. What's, and I'm going to circle back around and talk about culture when we get sure, to talking sure. about it. But what, tell us about the video. Well, <laughs> I didn't so, prep you. I'm sorry. I, no, no. <laughs> I was in the pit recently and had someone ask me the same question. So whose Jeep was that in the video? I'm like, well, that's my Jeep, actually. How much snow was on the ground? It was the last big snow we got. And so, you know, there was what? We had like what, like six inches oh, or eight yeah, inches, six in, or eight. I mean, you know, overnight. Then it was yeah. snowing that morning. Man, a couple, a week or so prior, since we had so much snow, winter of eighteen nineteen, uh, I had one of our, one of our, uh, one of our media buyers, the wonderful Laura Strecker. She was at the went to the hardware store to get something for her office, and I said, "Pick up a sled while you're there." And I was I wasn't joking, and she called and said, "Saucer or." Um, what did she say? Yeah, saucer, you know, or sled this style. Traditional sled. I said, no, get sled style. And so I put it back in the hallway, and snow day came, and it was a bunch of snow. And I came into the office and said, okay, guys, get ready. We're going sledding. Ha, ha, ha. You know, no, we're not. And yeah. No, we are. You know, I have the rope in the back of my Jeep, oh, right. which I did, and they didn't believe me. I'd had the rope back there for a long time, though. And Yeah, I just tied some rope to the back of the Jeep and um, tied that to a sled and mm-hmm. took a couple... St- you got to trust the person that's driving. Hasn't had a couple of bad days in a row, and uh, there was a few drivers. Okay, <laughs> you know, if if you want to check out the video, the video <laughs> sure it's on LinkedIn. Uh, Michael Fasoni. That's F A S O N E. 
Um, or you can check it out on Facebook. <laughs> There's a few of them. So. so I'm driving in some of them, and in some of them I have uh, one of our digital buyers is driving in one, and then one of our other buy, uh, tr- media buyers is driving in another one. And uh, yeah, it was fun. We just went to, you know, three, four blocks. But it, it, I bring it up for a reason. Not, I mean, it's, it's a funny story. It's a great video. But <laughs> it's uh, it really highlights, in all seriousness, a certain culture that you guys have that you're 100 percent right. um and that was the tag that was the heading of the video yeah. make sure your agency knows how to have fun yeah because i wanted to one i wanted to do it because i just wanted to do it right. it looks like a blast <laughs> I'm very i've been wanting to pull something with rub behind that jeep since i got the darn thing all right? <laughs> right didn't really have a chance so this was one the chance to do that two I'm, who doesn't want to go sledding yeah. and you know that's how I grew up. I grew up watching the agency and the people there have a ton of fun and thinking, gosh, you know, my father built an environment that's it's like a playground where you get paid. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, to do something like that and not shout it out and show everyone this is what we do on a day-to-day basis. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. I tell you what, man, I, I, uh, if I was running a business that wasn't advertising, right, and I was running a retail shop or running a you know, an HVAC practice or, or, or whatever it may be, doctor's office, and I decided to bring in an agency. You wanted that agency to be fun and creative and thinking outside of the box, and you don't want them to walk in and feel like you're stuffy during client meetings. And um, the fact that you guys can show both sides of who you are, I'm going to work my ass off, but I'm also going to have a lot of fun during a snow day when I know the phones aren't ringing. I mean, it's important to be that way. I mean, I think I genuinely think it is, as you've got to. Well, and, and you said it, David, and that's, you know, that's part of the reason why you choose to make something like that public. To say, hey, bingo. Here's, yeah. who, here's who you're hiring, by the way. Right. FYI, in case you were wondering if we have a sense of humor, yeah. in case you're wondering how edgy we are behind the scenes, well, here it is. There is yeah. no behind the scenes. We, we pull back the curtain for everyone. Yeah. Um, this is who we are. Yeah, it was a little dangerous. <laughs> it was a lot more fun than it was dangerous. That's fun. Next time you do it, let me know. Well, it's funny you I'll say bring, that because I'll bring I, my Jeep I told the agency that we were going to, next time we need to invite all the reps down because, you know, Steel City's right down the street. Right. And gosh, you know, there's a lot of vendors right around the corner. Um, Who's been a guest, by the way, still has. Still yeah, that's, what, Mark you, was that's what you've said. That's what you've said. Mark Harrell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. Good guy. Good um, guy. Other than the police siren that flew through there. Well, you know, it's, you're in the area, so yeah. it's going to happen. Definitely. But, um, but yeah, I mean, next time we, we should have all the media come by and go for rides. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's switch gears, and because um, I do have a lot of business owners who listen real quick. On our last few minutes of our conversation, let's talk about business ownership. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's not always fun. It's not always easy. Um, it's fun, but not easy. Um, what... What's your experience like? I mean, you're running a running a business, running a, a well-known business in town. What's what, what's your experience just with all that? Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, because you might get it. Uh-huh. And uh, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work. Um, I've learned a lot. What's been the most fun, I think, is is bringing in new people, especially the the younger people, college graduates and giving them their first job. Forgetting what a big step that was. Yeah. You know, I'm 40 and I hope that's relatively young still, but 
you know, I remember graduating college and getting into the, the real world and realizing, oh no, you know, I no longer have these, um, some days, you know, I have class for two hours, some days I don't have class. Now all of a sudden, here it is, it's nine to five, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, five days a week for the rest of your life. It sounds intimidating. Uh, you, you, know, I, I, you lose sight of that, but, but watching new people come and giving them their first job, their first you know, big boy, big girl job, however they say it, uh, and watching them come in and see their office and decorate their office, even their parents, their parents come by, you know, their parents want to see where they work and the parents want to see their office. The parents want to meet me, which is flattering. They want to meet their, you know, their children's boss or bosses. Right. And, and just, it's a lot of fun. What about that? Because I can see the passion. I mean, you're being very sincere. What about that is just really gets you? I mean, because is the it... The whole... Go ahead. No, Sorry. I mean, no, please go. It, it, it's just, you, you're really, you're impacting someone's life. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, our production manager, one of our graphic designers recently got engaged. What fun is that? I mean, you know, you're watching her life go from, you know, being in the, in, in the uh, service industry and came in to show her freelance portfolio. I ended up hiring her two days later. Weren't even looking, wasn't even looking. She was passively looking, obviously, just trying to, you know, yeah. get her, her portfolio out there. And I wasn't actively looking, but... It just happened to work, and just watching her her grow over the cup over the past few years, and you know, get engaged and start a life, and that's not all because of what you provide them, but you know that you're you're impacting the fabric of our society in advertising, mm-hmm. especially on a local level like Fasonian Partners or having any agency that's locally based in Kansas City, mm-hmm. you're impacting the fabric by like being redundant. No, you but, are. You know these. People who drive by your boards every day and they're going to go home, they may or may not talk about that board to their spouse or their, you know, co-workers. You're impacting the the, the purchasing decisions and the buying decisions throughout Kansas City on a daily basis. Yeah. And you're influencing, on a very simplistic level, you're influencing those people where they're going to eat dinner, where they're going to get their HVAC fixed, where they're going to um, shop for their son's birthday or daughter's birthday. And if nothing else, you're keeping their dollars local. Which I love. If nothing else, man, you are doing that. And so to make that even more personable, personable, Mm -hmm. tech young college graduate who's praying and hoping and fearful that they're not going to get a job, you give them a job, let alone a career. Which is a huge difference. Oh, my gosh. Huge difference. I mean, you know, the number of times we've had people headhunted, it's like a compliment. I'm I'm complimented that you can headhunt my people because, yes, they're that good. Yeah. Um, but please don't headhunt my people. <laughs> but, As know, he speaks directly into a, it. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun to watch young people come into the industry and gain uh, uh, um, career skills mm-hmm. in this industry starting from nothing. Because they don't teach advertising in college. No. Um, they teach very basic uh, you know, concepts. A's and B's yeah. of may, maybe of marketing. Yeah. What you know, maybe, yeah, um, and and, I, and they're working on that, I think. But um, to come bring someone in and 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 watch them grow and sprout is is wonderful. Yeah, I love that, and and I think again, you you've shown again. I mean, why Fasoni is the agency that they're known to be. I mean, because you can go from talk from anything from being. 
pulled along the bat behind a Jeep to right away speaking very passionately about watching your employees' life's, life's change in such a remarkable way. And to know that because they work for a company, and I'm, it's not just you, but a business owner in general, um, they've bought a house, bought a car, they have exactly. built a family, they have, that is, I would agree. It's the, You're not responsible for that. No. But at the end of the day, we all know without our incomes, um, what is and is not possible. Right. Without that check twice a month, yeah. or, however often, or, or however often, excuse me, you know, whomever gets paid, uh, you know. Yeah. What, um, if anyone listening, um, what advice if they're gonna if they're getting ready to consider making that jump? I mean, you said you know be prepared for what you uh, you may just get what you ask for earlier. But what advice or is that the advice you give someone getting ready to start a business, getting ready to make that leap into business ownership? What's that? Any advice out there for them? It, no, I mean, well, I shouldn't say no. Yeah. Um, I thought you were talking to talk about advertising specifically, but going into business, I would just say keep an open mind. Yeah. Don't don't think you know everything. Don't think you know anything. Right. Come in humble and stupid every day. Um, you know, work like you're broke every single day. I love that line. It was a line I heard a a, um, a tennis announcer say when they were watching Rafael Nadal play tennis. Yeah. This was probably eight years ago. I forget which Open, but they said he plays like he's broke. Obviously, Nadal's far from broke sure but he plays like he's starving to death and I think when you take that attitude in any business you're going to succeed and if you can do that and keep some core values and principles in place such as our do the right thing um, you couple that with a good work ethic then you just create a really good work environment that's great Um, in terms of selecting an agency meet a lot of them meet them in person uh, Skype interviews, web interviews, phone interviews, they're, they're not going to do justice for you or for the agency. Uh, RFPs, RFQs, those are great, okay? But they're dog and pony shows. And anytime you put on a show, you put your best foot forward. It doesn't mean you're lying, but it means that when I go on a first date, I'm probably not going to look like I am on that first date as I am on the 15th date. All right. Yeah. Now, for those of you who can't see, I'm bald, so I don't have hair to worry about. But maybe I don't shave my face on the fifteenth date. All right. Maybe I'm wearing a different shirt. Okay. But you know, the, the point is, is um, you, you get a you're going to get an accurate. That's the best word. You're going to get an accurate sense of who you're going to be hiring, who you're going to be working with, by meeting them in person. Because you have to. It is a relationship. It's a marriage, as we call it. And so you have to date a lot of people sometimes until you find the right marriage partner. Um, so if you ha- meet an agency or you've already been with an agency and you had bad results or you were treated unfairly or there was just some blatant things that were wrong, know that that's not every agency. Just like if you hire uh, a lawyer or an HVAC company or a carpet cleaning company. And you have a bad experience. Well, that was just that company. That's not the industry as a whole. You know? Yeah. Uh, you we, don't... I'm drinking Glacier Mist spring water here that you gave me. Well, if I don't like this bottle of water, I don't go back to the office and say, stop drinking bottled water. 
Right. Bottled water it's is all perfect. terrible and it's garbage. It's a perfect analogy. Well, no, maybe Glacier Mist is garbage and it's bad, but gosh, there's, you know, there's a hundred other, there's a there's hundred other brands. brands of bottled water out there. Right. So don't let one company, one brand, one user experience, don't let two or three user experiences for that, for that matter, um, you know, change your mind. What makes you guys different? Well, our size. I think our size has a ton to do with it. We never wanted to be a big agency. Yeah. We never wanted to be, you know, we're never going to be the agency who takes on a national account. That's not our style. It's not our size. Um, our niche is, is what it is. Like we've, we've prefaced, you know, at the beginning of this podcast. Right. It's working with the local business owner, mm-hmm. you know, who has a budget between X and X, you know. Um, our size, we're fortunate because I can take on, like we talked about earlier, a small architectural firm who just needs four millers once a quarter to their top 20 clients. Mm-hmm. But I can also take on the top HVAC or the casino or lawyer or car dealers in the DMA, designated market area, in the, in the area, if you will. Um, because of my size. Yeah. So, and, and that's, again, speaking to our size, big enough to get the job done, small enough to do it right. Fasonian Partners can do anything a big agency can do. I can just do it a lot more effective. And without the layers, giving my clients more direct communication to the people actually doing the work on their account. Right. Along with that, going the opposite direction to a smaller agency, I can do a lot more than a smaller agency can do for obvious reasons. Sure. No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, wrapping up here real quick, what um, if someone, someone wants to reach out to the agency or you, what's the best way to do that? Call me. Okay. Email me. Um, go through Facebook. Go through LinkedIn. Actually, don't go through LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. Avoid it at all costs. I mean, no, you can, but I mean, you know, how many message uh, yeah. avenues can you check? But no, yeah, you know, Message us through LinkedIn, message us through Facebook, message us through Instagram, message us um, through the website. Call 753, excuse me, 816-753-7272. Email me at mj, m like Michael, j like junior, at fasonipartners.com. Um, yes, I know I'm not a legal junior. But it's still in the email. Yeah, you, you had to pick a web domain. You I know? love it. So I, uh, I, I really appreciate your time. And I'm going to tell you... I've worked with a variety of different reps over there with Sony. They've all been great. Um, Thank you. When you mentioned earlier in the podcast about treating vendors fair, um, and this is for the people listening as much as anyone, but to have an agency where you know when their name pops up as the new agency of record or, hey, we work with this guy that you called direct on. You didn't know it, but you're working with me now. When sales reps say that's a good thing, good I'm working with Fasoni opposed mm-hmm. to yeah. fill in the blank agency yeah. um, you never hear that feedback because you don't usually get on that level with your vendors but it's always a good thing it always is um, there are agencies where we look at and we're like God, I don't want to, okay let's just do it right and it's absolutely not that way so thanks so much I appreciate all you do for us well, thank you um, I really because agency organization does bleed over to the vendor hands down I mean, I can tell from your body language, if an agency is disorganized and they're trying to deal with any vendor, that vendor is going to feel that in a major, major way. Oh, and we do. 
Oh, we absolutely do. And it is, it's topic of conversation in this room or wherever room we're at on a regular basis. And um, because we know which agencies are great to work with and which ones are a struggle because um, we, uh, we know what rates should be. We know what budgets most likely are. Right. Just to, the fact that you're honest and forthcoming and it's not a headache is, is really delightful. So, again. Well, thank you. Um, everyone, I really appreciate you listening. Thank you for chiming in. Um, got a lot of great feedback from the last podcast. And I'm going to try to get questions answered shortly after that and, um, and get back to everyone. But um, I really do appreciate those that reach out. If you want to email me with questions... Again, it's denglish at ad-trend.com. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And um, but I was just I was blown away by the last batch of emails that all maybe all we're trying to get them all on in the same day. I don't know, but um, sincerely thank you. I appreciate the feedback. Um, appreciate you listening. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon.